the joy of Christ to you all. And uh, if you're standing, you can remain standing. If you're not standing, then I'll ask you to stand up now as we um, share with one another uh, our passage um, that we've been uh, really focusing on um, as our undergirding passage uh, throughout this series. And uh, my, my prayer is that as we um, uh, say this together over and over, it gets deeper than our brain, but into our, our very soul. And Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, that call to be strong and courageous as we follow God's leading, as we're empowered and directed by His Spirit to do what God would call us to do. That's where we need to be brave. And to be strong and courageous. So let's uh, um, say together the word of God. Be strong and courageous. For you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful." I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, we've been walking um, through... uh, this series been walking particularly with with Peter, and uh, today is is no different. We'll we'll see um, Peter now um, um, after the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus, and we'll we'll see in him um, the the Spirit upon him, so that he is brave, he is bold in fulfilling God's commands for him and God's call uh, for him. And uh, again, that is our, our definition of brave, is that we, we are courageous. We're bold to go where God calls us. You know, this is, it's not uh, a way to get over your, your fear of heights, um, unless God's calling you to climb the tower. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's, it's not just to... So that we can be generally brave people. It's so that we might be brave to do what God has called us to do. Brave to be, be bold for Him at school, in the, the workplace, in, in our own families, in our own communities. To pursue the ways of love and justice and righteousness for His glory. And so uh, today we'll be in um, Acts chapter 4. And uh, we'll be walking with Peter and with John particularly. And we'll, we'll see how the, some of the first work of the church here. Uh, and, and how they're called to be brave. How they're called to be um, bold. Now just to set the scene, um, we've had um, Pentecost, which we're actually going to celebrate in, in, in two weeks 
But we'll, it's where the Holy Spirit has come upon the church. And now they are starting to proclaim the grace of God to others. They're, they're telling others about Jesus' resurrection. And they're, um, what's happened with Peter and John is they've, they healed a man who was over 40 years old, which in that day was considered ancient. Um, in my day, that's younger and younger. You know, I'm your babe. But in that day, it was considered ancient uh, that you were 40 years old and that you were able to change somebody at 40 years old. You know, unbelievable. Miracle that that would be uh, the case uh, then. And, and, so, and what's happening is the, uh, the religious leaders and political leaders, they're threatened by what Peter and John are doing or actually what God is doing through them. And so that's where where we are. So uh, I'll tell you what. Ask me a question after the service, okay? And then we'll, 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 we'll talk. I'll tell you what. You want to write it down? You write it down, and then we'll uh, talk after the service, all right? Thank you. Um, Acts uh, chapter 4. It's on 887 in your pew Bible. Um, we'll start with verse 1. And actually, I'll just read through the first four verses, and then we'll pick it up after that. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for your written word. And we we ask now that uh, you would speak to us. You indeed would make us bold, make us brave. Connect us to our our forebears, our, our forefathers and foremothers in the faith and to what the, the church was doing then and what you're calling us to do today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Acts chapter 4, starting with verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that in Jesus there is the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. Now I want, want to remind you here, you know, Peter was a huge failure in a way. You know, he had denied Jesus to his face. And uh, after Jesus' resurrection, as we looked at this last week, he came, Jesus came back to him and asked him three times, Do you love me? And Peter said, You know I do. And he said, Feed my sheep. And so it's this same Peter now, who's filled with the Spirit, who is proclaiming the truth of Jesus. And his signs and wonders, healings are happening uh, through him. And, and so now he's... Great notoriety. The religious and government officials don't like it, so they have arrested him. I just want to remind you, as we venture into this life being brave, being bold in Christ, know that it is, you're going to face opposition. You're going to face opposition internally, you're going to face it from others, and you're going to face it from the devil. So just know that that is going to come. It's what's been happening to the church since the very beginning. So that, and that opposition in most of us causes fear, causes a sense of stepping back. And it's in that time of fear that we need to be in tune with the Spirit. 
and where, what is he calling us to do? You remember a few uh, last summer or the summer before where the, the police got together with the church here in Cincinnati and said, you know, there's a, it's a mess going on in our city. You know, violence continues uh, to go up. And we're, we're continuing to, to address the issues around us that we need to address. And you remember that the police um, and church said, all right, let's, let's pray together. Let's gather in every district so that we can pray together. And remember then that a, some group from Wisconsin wrote a letter to the chief of police saying, this is an inappropriate connection of church and state. And if you do that, we're going to take you to court. Okay, in a way, talking with folks from the the police department and other church leaders that were leading that, they were like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're, we're really doing something that's causing trouble if we're getting opposition all the way from Wisconsin. And so there was a, a braveness and a boldness, but not a brashness. Not an arrogance, but a braveness and boldness. Okay, we don't... We can sever these official connections and the church can lead and we'll invite any police officer that wants to come. And we continued that prayer, those prayer gatherings last summer we, and the summer before and we'll continue them this summer. But opposition will come our way internally, externally and from the, the devil himself. All right, so let's pick up verse 5. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they'd made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we're questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Peter, in the midst of that opposition, one who was characterized by denying Jesus, one who put his foot in his mouth over and over again, Uh, one who in the, the height of the moment, we would say, failed miserably, is filled with the Spirit, being used by God to carry out signs and wonders, to proclaim the grace of Jesus to all who will hear. So too are we like Peter. Wherever we might be, to be filled with His Spirit. To to carry forth His good news. In, In our actions and in our deeds, in our words, 
and even our attitudes. That's what happened with Peter. I mean, it was an act of God to bring healing through him, a sign and wonder. And that's what caused the, 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 the notoriety. And it gave the opportunity for Peter to speak clearly of the love of Jesus, the power of Jesus in his life, and that is available, that power of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus that is available for all. That's why the church is called to be filled with the Spirit and be sent forth in boldness and bravery wherever there are needs, wherever there are messes, wherever there is injustice and unrighteousness, wherever there is brokenness. We know that God is pleased when people flourish. When they do what they're created to do. And so, you go... Ask at Pleasant Hill School. Go ask Miss um, Shauna McDowell. Ask her where she's seen Jesus. And she'll name some of your names. You ask the teachers, you ask the staff, they'll say, you know, what's been helping as you've been making these changes, as you've been helping to pour into these children's lives. One of the things she'll name is the work of God through this church and other churches in this neighborhood. She'll talk about whiz kids and and treehouse. She'll talk about the literacy team. You go talk to the the folks at the Interfaith Hospitality Network and you ask them, you know, where's the the place where, where you've seen God's work to really love on folks? And she'll she'll tell you it's in College Hill. They, they, every year, the churches in College Hill that gather to care for the, some of the families that find themselves in homeless places, they're always getting straight tens when we ask the families about their time with the Interfaith Hospitality Network. You go around the, the, the city and you ask pastors and other uh, Christian leaders and you say, where do you send folks? Where do you send folks who have acute needs, who really need some counseling and Christian counseling and help? They'll tell you, we send them to the counseling center at College Hill Presbyterian Church. Hundreds and hundreds of hours from churches all over the city and beyond. Send folks to the counseling center in order to receive that that healing and care, that acute healing that they need. A number of you went to the City Gospel Banquet this week. This next week, a number of you are going to the City Link Banquet. Other Christian ministries in this city that are seeking to address issues of poverty, of Injustice, seeking to, to share and the grace of God, the, the true healing power of Jesus Christ. And many of you pour in to others through those ministries. 
Kathy and I joke about the, the history and heritage of this particular church whenever we go to anything like those kind of banquets or any Christian event in the tri-state area. You're like four degrees separated from College Hill Presbyterian Church. Every fourth person you meet says, Oh yeah, I went there then. Or this is where God hit me through that ministry then. I mean, it's just everywhere that you go. Now, I'm certainly not tooting my own horn. Maybe I'm tooting your horn a little bit. Just a word of encouragement. But what I'm really doing is praising the power of God to take a group of people who are broken, and that part I know too, but who are sold out to follow after Him. Who put themselves in places of having to be bold and brave. I just was at a, an eco event, Covenant Order of Evangelical Presbyterians, our new uh, denomination. And as we were talking about uh, just different ministries going on, there were two things that folks really latched on and said, oh, I need to know more about that block party. I want to hear more about that because that sounds exactly like what we need to do in our community. And a whole table of folks wanted to say, you gather around and you talk about race with one another? You listen to one another around the issue of race? You've got to tell me more about that. How, how, how is that working? How can we do that? And these are parts of God's stories for us. Ways that He has called us to be bold. Ways of bringing healing and strength. Ways that we need to continue to build upon and multiply. Not for our benefit. Not even so that the pews will be full. Not so that our church will get the fame. But so that God's kingdom will continue to spread. That Jesus will get the fame. These are the stories of ordinary people filled with the power of an extraordinary God. Now, I literally, today, just have a, another story of an ordinary Joe who, filled by the Spirit, is seeking to be a part of God's kingdom, seeking to be bold and to be brave, just one day at a time. Here's our own ordinary Joe. I was considering, you know, whether to uh, get into Treehouse, uh, and my uh, initial fears were, you know, were basically whether uh, I was going to be able to work it into my schedule. You know, would there be, you know, a, a time crunch? Uh, the one of the things, you know, that did kind of keep me from that in the past was I think it was on Thursday afternoons around two o'clock or something, and there was just no way I could make that work, you know, with my work schedule, but. Uh, you know, I heard that it had been moved to, uh, um, was it uh, 5 o'clock? And I said, you know, well, I think I could work around that. Uh, other than that, uh, some of the fears I had were that I thought, you know, my kids, you know, are now old enough to vote. 
and you know even after they've been living under my roof you know for decades it's like you know sometimes I don't understand them and they don't understand me I thought you know uh, am I going to be able to you know relate with like you know these fourth and fifth graders or you know are they going to be able to relate to me you know do we even have anything to talk about uh, and then you know just I guess you know my humanness it's like you know are these kids going to gonna like me or you know they're going to respect me uh, you know and we've just been like so blessed through the years you know we've there have been so many people you know coming alongside uh, our kids and you know just pouring their lives uh, into them you know blessing them you know on weekly basis you know for years you know all, all the years with Sunday school and I said you know uh, you know when they were young you know we weren't really in a place where we could you know help out but you know now that the kids are old enough to vote <laughs> um, you know it feels like you know this is maybe my chance to uh, uh, give something back so seeing you know kids around here in the past year you know just hearing you know uh, other people, you know, just expressing, you know, that, you know, we've got, you know, this, this, this group of kids that just basically just needs to feel God's love, uh, just needs, you know, uh, some, you know, just, I, I guess, you know, just someone to come alongside them and, you know, just kind of help them, you know, with their life or, you know, help them uh, feel comfortable here uh, at the church. And I mean, you know, that that's going to be the future of this church. About a month, month and a half in. To Treehouse when uh, Mega Blast was getting started, and um, the, the guy I was working with, you know, the the first time he heard about Mega Blast, he's like, um, he's like, well, are you gonna go? And I'm like, well, you know, I hadn't really planned on this, so you know, I've got this big crock pot of chili at home, so you know, I think I might just give this a miss. But um, you know, then he asked, you know, the next week, well. Wow, that was great. You know, you, are you going to come to Mega Blast? And I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll try this once. <laughs> See how that goes. Uh, you know, the, the enthusiasm that he has, you know, I, I guess that's probably something I wasn't expecting. You know, most of the treehouse kids, you know, pretty much, you know, sitting there, you know, working through the sheets. But, uh, you know, this this guy, it's like, you know, when I come in, it's like, you know, he just runs up and wants to, like, jump and get a hug, you know, first thing. And, uh, you know, he just approaches everything, you know, with, you know, a lot of enthusiasm. And, and that's kind of contagious. And, and I think in the course of working with, you know, these kids in, you know, Treehouse and Mega Blast, um, I think, you know, God's just kind of helping to make me you know, a little bit braver, you know, a week at a time. Uh, you know, I... I think, you know, I, I feel that, you know, I'm being, you know, stretched uh, as much as probably uh, these kids are uh, just with, you know, kind of getting out of my comfort zone. Uh, you know, by training, I'm an accountant. You know, we're not really known as like, you know, engaging, personable, uh, you know, leaders of people or, you know, necessarily, you know, having a bunch of, you know, relational skills or, you know, uh, great with kids uh, don't really come to mind when you think of, of accountants. So, uh, you know, that's been um, a, a bit of a stretch. But I think, you know, the, you know, between the good Lord and, you know, the, the kids that I'm working with, uh, uh, the, the support from, you know, Robin and uh, Andrew and, uh, you know, the, the other uh, parents that have been working uh, with the, the, the tree house and uh, uh, mega placed uh, population, at, uh, I just, you know, feel like, you know, getting a little braver, you know, one week at a time.
That's just one of the stories of God's working in us. Um, I want to look just at chapter 4, verse 13. I didn't didn't read that. I wanted to save it uh, for the end. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. Isn't that a great word? They're ordinary, uneducated men. Matter in some ways, some of them were educated in the wrong direction. They were accountants. <laughs> but they were amazed at their boldness. And they recognized them. May this be said of you and me. They recognized them as companions of Jesus. Friends, that's the work of the Holy Spirit that's been going on in the church for 2,000 years. And it continues going on in this church through you. And by that, I, don't, I do not say and me for good reason. And I got the robe on. I'm a professional Christian. I'm supposed to do it. You're simply followers of Jesus. And your, your boldness, your bravery, as you let Jesus rub off on you, and that you're seen in what you do and act through these ministries or plenty of others or just simply in your day-to-day interaction. Your boldness, your bravery is seen. And, and please don't, don't say, well, you know, like Joe thought, you know, I can't do it. It's not in my capacity. You know, it's the work of God through him. Another story in your um, hot off the press from Ann Bass, sharing how bravery really pushed her to step into this next chapter in her life. And you'll hear other stories in your own small groups and through others. It's the work of God in our midst. The last thing that I want to bring out is in verse 29. And this is the the middle, uh, chapter 4, verse 29. This is the middle of their, their prayer, of the church's prayer. And now, Lord... Look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Notice a couple things here. The church didn't pray for safety. They'd been imprisoned. Their leader had been executed. Some of them were about to be executed in just a few chapters. So this wasn't just a, you know, a, an emotional hangnail here. This was time of, of serious unrest. And the church didn't pray for safety. They prayed for boldness. They prayed for God to do signs and wonders. Wonders. 
not so that their life would be easier. We pray for healing largely because of an inconvenience to us. We want to be sent out. We want to pray for healing. We want to pray for signs and wonders so that God's name will be praised. So that His kingdom will be fulfilled. Next time that you pray for safety, that you pray for comfort, that's alright, that's okay, I do it all the time. But let that also be a switch that you pray not just for safety, that you pray not just for comfort, but that you pray for boldness. And that you pray for signs and wonders to occur so that more will see that Jesus is real and is alive and they want a taste of Him. They want a part of Him. Be praying that we'll hang out with Jesus so much that He'll rub off on us and we will be seen as companions of Jesus. Whether it's at the fourth grade classroom at Pleasant Hill or with a a, a bunch of uh, handbell chimes with fourth and fifth graders here at Mega Blast or wherever it might be. May our prayer life even become bold and brave. They will pray for boldness and bravery. They'll hang out with Jesus together so that He'll rub off on us and we'll be seen as companions, as ordinary Joe and Jane. We'll face the opposition of this world in a gracious, powerful way so that Jesus' name will be proclaimed. Amen. Let's uh, pray together. I do uh, uh, want to know in the second service that uh, um, the uh, Elizabeth um, Snyder, where's uh, Liz uh, at the bottom of the uh, um, picture of the Snyders with uh, Dave and Rebecca and Claire and Elizabeth will be baptized um, in the second service and share with us a little of her story how God is leading her um, to be brave. So a great celebration um, there. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Gracious God, uh, we do join with the church throughout the ages. We pray with them. Make us bold for your glory. Do your work of signs and wonders and healings so that your name will be proclaimed. That it will be seen by us and by others who will know that you are real, that you are alive. That your power is at work in our lives. Lord, we don't want to just give ourselves to you that that we're okay when we die. We want to give ourselves to you now in life, in the fullness of life, and in the face of the opposition and the struggle that we'll face in living for you. Lord, we pray for your work in our midst as your people. Hear us as we pray together our prayer to be your church without walls. 
A prayer of boldness in every way. A prayer of moving us out of our comfort zones in every way. So that it will be seen by us and by others what you have done. It will bring you pleasure and will proclaim your truth to those that don't know you. Dear God, make us into your community for your glory. Connect us in Jesus no matter our differences. Lead us to serve the world like Jesus no matter the cost. Help us to celebrate you no matter the circumstances. We need you, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.